0: Cardboard Nation, welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show. We're glad you joined us this evening. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, that guy over there, Ivan
1: Lovegren. Ivan, how are you? I'm doing fantastic today, Rob. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. I am surrounded by cards. My, my personal office has just exploded in the last couple of months, much like the hobby. Um, so I'm happy to be on and talk about some cards tonight
0: awesome yeah well we've got a great show planned tonight including um uh, a great and lively debated poll question i'm sure which we'll circle back to in just a second so debated we've got a ton of stuff going on in hobby happenings we have a special unboxing segment um i received a package from bcw that we'll dive into later we've got only two box breaks tonight (laughs) <laughs> Only two, but believe it or not, believe it or not, <laughs> the current market value on those two boxes is ranging between 1350 and $1,550 dollars. Uh, we've got a look at a brand new product from Tops, as well as Hot in the Shop, and a lively interview from Yahoo Finance, which we'll detail uh, a little bit later on. But we kick things off with the GoGTS Live Q of the Week poll, and it's an interesting one. The question is, is there a solution to retail hoarding? And if there is, what would be the best solution? We came up with Three potential options and asked you to weigh in with other if you had something. And currently, lock, uh, locked like video games, limits at checkouts, and very restocking days the three choices. Other with 8.3% and lots of uh, uh, people replying. Uh, locked up like video games is the current number one answer. Mm-hmm. Now, Ivan and I, you were and I were talking before the show started, and we're, you know, discussing. Well, number one, is it a problem? Number two, can it actually be solved? And then three, if so, how? And so, you brought up an interesting point that right now, with you know, ten percent unemployment, people are finding ways to make money. This is one of them. Um, good point. Now. I'm going to sound like anything but the fiscal conservative that I am, but I I'm quite tired of. I, I long for the good old days when my wife asked me to run out and pick up milk, bread, duct tape, and chlorine for the pool, and then I could you know hit Target or Walmart and you know hit the card aisle and grab something. And those days are just they're over. It's 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 over, and I kind of miss that. And so while I get the fact that there's money to be made, my concern is that the retail channel is supposed to be a gateway to get people into the hobby, not a channel for a few to hoard everything and drive up prices online. So while I get the making money aspect of it, I think there's there's something just
1: inequitable about the whole situation right now to me. So yeah Uh, you know so the problem is the inequity that's in retail products in general I feel that creates that incredible chase because again they hit the shelf the minute they hit the shelf it's almost like they're discounted versus the way the configuration is set up if there's a chance to make money and you have the ability to, you know, why are you not going to some people work jobs where they make more money than, than flippers would doing that. Some people have an ethical aversion to it, but the fact of the matter is it only takes one, two people knowing a, a target rep's route in uh, or an Excel rep or MJ holdings or whatever companies those are, um, in a city like Los Angeles to pick up 60 of these boxes that they can sell for three times the profit. Um, so one I did I voted for Lock and Key and I voted for that regardless of the retail hoarding but because of the fact that there's still pack searching that does go on you know I've seen pictures of open packs sitting at our our targets and walmarts on twitter all over the place so I've thought they should be under Lock and Key for quite a while um the actually I have a question what is it is there something in the agreement do you you maybe you know maybe you don't but What's keeping Target from charging more money? What's keeping Walmart from charging more money for these products? Because we've seen that sometimes they've held back a little and been released by certain manufacturers on their sites for a markup, right? Um, Those are in the
0: uh, manufacturer to retail distributor agreements and then the retail distributor agreements to the big box store there's a couple different levels because of the point that i said of what the purpose of those products was originally intended for and so target isn't then allowed to go check ebay look at the pricing put the rest of their stock out and mark it up to that they're just not allowed to do that
1: yeah okay well so that's one part of it but then it comes down to what you said which is um, well, actually, Rob, what, what did you say about retail in general that sort of spurred the debate that we got into? Your, your feelings about retail packs? Um, well, no, I'm not. I mean, the <sighs> okay, when I get I tweeted at. I get tweeted at a lot on Twitter with a lot of people that say to me, they say, "Oh, retail's for suckers." I'm not kidding I, well, you can well check my it, timeline and see, the people it, tweet it
0: and see that it may have it may have used to have been but it certainly isn't anymore yeah and that's my, for the very reason that that you said is that because the configuration well, is such yeah. that it automatically releases at at a discount based on the insert ratio of certain cards but so yeah. all that aside all, all that aside I want a solution to the few getting a lot and the many not getting any. And so I think the only solution is a combination of all of the above. Because if you put limits at checkouts, you're gonna have people that grab their girlfriend, their two friends, their cousin and the cousin's brother and go in and max out the limits. At least by putting various measures in place i'd like to just see it be a little bit more difficult for then someone to know the route pull up on that day and time pull a cart up to the aisle and just hand you know wave everything that's stocked into a cart and check out that's just to me something's got to be done about that
1: kind of funny i just got the funniest funniest tweet Um, (laughs) There was a, a thread going around with a flipper who's selling flipping advice and bragging about how much he has. And someone is allegedly doxing him as a Walmart regional supervisor. (laughs)
0: well see you have that problem too so yeah um let's look at some of the responses that the audience gave mike hook hook mike e said i don't honestly believe that a solution is needed demand is nice and necessary to keep the hobby alive if anything maybe some more products that aren't in such big demand like panini football or tops big league to keep collectors with less fun still in the game and Eh. this is
1: something i've been saying for years i know how you feel about it but i feel different Tops opening day, you can still get it for retail cost. It's yeah, but not I, 3X. If that's my only option, I don't... I, I want option
0: and variety like there used to
1: be. Okay. Well, so Big, League, Big League is coming out, what, this week, next week, right? Um, no, it's you know, been out. Heritage has been sitting on shelves for a while before it started disappearing. You know, There is some variety. Also, remember, this is... Now you're asking for two things. You're saying, well, I want collectors to be able to get, I want new people to be introduced to it at retail. And then you're saying, and I want variety. It's like, well, you know, there's a couple of things now. Every time you give them something, they want a little something more. I don't Um, think it's too much to ask. I can walk into the soup aisle and there's a
0: hundred soups. I'd like to walk into the card aisle and have, you know, the 20 choices that existed, you know, even 18 months ago. Well, let's look at some more answers, because some people have some very good opinions. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mark Ruckersfeld said, uh, who's uh, MR Ruckersfeld?" as much as it may suck for lots of people, uh, just take it out of retail locations altogether, make it only available online and in card shops. Retail selection is shrinking already, so why not pull the plug? Unfortunately, because there's not a card shop within simple driving distance, for the majority of people nowadays unfortunately yeah uh well seth ward said or yeah seth ward Slevin says well i don't honestly think there is a solution i chose very restocking days by now the vast majority of collectors and flippers know what day and time their stores are restocked he also mentions that it's probably not going to happen because they have set routes and schedules obviously
1: yeah uh, um, I was going to say in the in the Twitter ahead. comments or in the Twitch comments. Sorry, if you're watching on Twitch, um, that guy hugs does uh, respond to what you said with. Uh, well, no one is buying soup for ninety nine cents and selling it for fifty dollars. Not yet. So they are slightly <laughs> so different. All we
0: need is one more pandemic, I think, yeah.
1: and that could change. Yeah. And uh, Mike Wiley, who I also know, um, uh, if. I think responded on Twitter and in the Twitch. Um, he said something that, that I, I also see a lot, um, and it's, it's this argument, well, my LCS buys them all and then marks them up. You know, it's, it's a double-edged sword because I know of a couple of LCS employees here in Los Angeles who have told me, we don't buy it, the flippers come and sell it to us. They know, just like many of us have complained about eBay, right? They know the risks of selling online. They also know that we are having trouble getting product. And so yeah, we'll pay them $50 a blaster and then mark it up to 55 just to get you in the store, just to have product for you. So I'm not saying that's every LCS, but you know the reaction of walking into a card shop and seeing a retail blaster and saying, oh, you're uh, terrible, horrible, ruining the hobby the kids. Like, whoa, let's all just calm down a bit. Slow your roll, yeah, yeah. Because I get tweeted that a lot too. Well, I went to this LCS and they had blasters, and I'm never going there again. And it's like, well, I, you know, maybe they camp out at the Target, and that's why your LCS doesn't open until 10:30. Or maybe they just it comes in the door, and you know, just like they they buy from anybody else. You know, you want them to buy your Blake Bortles autographs when you walk in the door with them. Well, they're they're also buying the Topps uh, opening day blasters. I don't know mike estrich mebu 22 says simple solution
0: roll it out more slowly and not put all the stock out at once and not at the same time of the day greg uh Re- Ugh, i always screw up your name greg reemsma one of the freedoms we enjoy is the right to choose how much we buy and sell, knowing we have to live with the consequences of said choices. There are always reasons for limitations, just no excuses for our choices. Eric Bailey, EJ Bailey 54, says at this point, get rid of it altogether. Well, Ted Dastic Jr. says the best solution is to just buy hobby. And Rick Custer, Custer Custer12, says, I think it would have to be locked up like video games and a daily limit combo. Varying restocking days doesn't make a difference due to the guys who bribe the reps and honestly start making the card boxes not for resale and enforce that. None of which will happen.
1: (laughs) It was so good until the very end. yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Ricky Hedrick at Ricky Hedrick 23 says stop buying hangers and retail boxes on eBay for insane price Force them to open the product and make them
1: roll the dice to hit a big card. Uh, but so this uh, gets back to the problem and my solution. I do have a solution, Rob, slightly. Well, I want
0: to hear you've kind of said your solution. I'm, I'm reading what our viewers think the okay. solution
1: should okay. be. Uh, you could join me. It's right in front of you. Well, no, I know. I was jump, jumping in with the Twitch comments there. <laughs> on the Rush Sports,
0: uh, on the Rush Sport 1 says, sell direct? Question mark. We've tried to get direct for over a year now. Granted, we don't stock Walmart or Target. If we get lucky, we get lucky. But definitely gets frustrating
1: for people who care about the hobby and not just a dollar. Okay, so I do have to jump in because Chris, CLR show enough, I'm so happy I'm finally saying his name right. He just dropped a Twitch comment, which is again kind of what you said, but just stop buying overpriced retail and prices will go down like gas prices. But here's the real problem: it's not overpriced. The configuration of retail has not changed relative to hobby boxes, but the price of hobby boxes has shot through the roof. So if you've got a if you've got one silver prism rookie per blaster of Prism basketball and it's $20 and you're getting four in a hobby box or even six in a hobby box and the hobby box is $260. You can see right there that, yeah, the blaster is worth more money. So I think part of it is going back to what so many people have said about retail four or five years ago is the manufacturers might need to adjust down the hits in retail because now that ink and paper assets are such big hits it is worth that price in the secondary market.
0: Okay, so we're, we're getting somewhere, okay? So that is an option. I also think it's time to re-examine the retail pricing structure. Everybody loves being able to spend 20 bucks for a blaster and scratching that itch. But if the reality is that you're gonna walk into your Fig Box store and there not be anything there for you to scratch that itch with, would you be willing to pay $40 for a blaster?
1: And I'll give you an example of this, Rob, that I have, uh, I believe I have right here. Where is it? Oh, it's in my it's in my uh, box. So I opened one of the $100 blasters of Panini Court Kings International. And people were saying, oh, $100 blaster, what's the deal with that? You know, like, well, they just had in mind a blaster is $20. And... Uh, I don't have any of them here because I did sort them out and put them in my C box. But a Luca base card from this is going for $25. A Giannis base card from this is going for $30. A LeBron base is going for $30. So, yeah, that is a solution um, to charge a little more and watch either the market catch up or the market settle, um, you know, in line with that. Okay, I mean, a I Luka... Got- a Luca Prism is a sixty dollars card. Now, a base Prism from this year's second year is sixty dollars. So obviously, a Blaster at twenty. If there's a sixty dollars base card, we're not even talking Zion. It's, okay. Yeah. So we have we we've
0: gone from what can be done to a handful of things that can at least be tried, right? Mm-hmm. And the problem right now is nothing's happening, and it's been that way for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, will we see changes or, I mean, the big box store just wants to sell it out. I get it. They, they don't care yeah. if one person buys 100 of them or 100 people buy one of them. I get that. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's time for the manufacturer to either do what you suggested or maybe both. Reconfiguration of the SKU and or raise the pricing yeah
1: i do like am am peters 84 put in a nice nice little i think button for this which is i used to buy retail packs to see if i like the product enough to buy hobby right so the question is which assets in the retail pack would be enough for you to know that you want to chase the bigger hits in hobby you know like that's sort of the balancing point you know absolutely good point so
0: All right. Well, if you haven't weighed in on the poll, please do. And we'll update it later
1: in the program. Uh, that poll is also important because Ivan, yeah, because, um, we are going to be giving away the hits from those 1300 plus dollars worth of card boxes we're opening up. And the way you enter to win the hits is you have to be following us and engaging with us on Twitter. So I know that you're watching on live stream, you're watching on YouTube, you're watching on Twitch, um, but our giveaway system draws winners from Twitter. So if you have not already, this is your first time watching, you just found us out of the blue, sign up for a Twitter account, twitter.com, follow at GoGTSLive, vote in the poll for fun and then engage with the tweets throughout the night that we'll put out there. That's how you'll enter to win the hits. What are the hits? We don't know. But we've got two incredible boxes to open, Gold Standard from Panini and Chronicles Basketball. So if you're complaining you can't find Chronicles Basketball on retail shelves, well, guess what? You can win some here tonight on Go GTS Live. That is true. That is
0: true. But before we get into that or even into hobby happenings, we have a couple of bonus giveaways that I wanted to share with you. Um, a couple of months ago, you might remember, I uh, did an interview with uh, WWE superstar Mickey James, and she had promised to send out some autographed photos. Well, guess what? Those finally arrived, and Miss um, James outdid herself. And so uh, two lucky winners will receive uh, a autographed photo
1: of the one and only Mickey James, and I don't want to make you do too much work, but if you missed that interview, we also have a YouTube channel with past videos, so you can go see that interview on our YouTube channel. Uh, go GTS Live on YouTube.
0: In addition, we haven't given away any Go GTS Live GT uh, Go GTS Live swag in a little while. Oh, and so, you know why, Rob? Because we're in at the national. Yeah, so you got um, all that
1: national swag to give away.
0: <laughs> so two lucky winners tonight are not only going to get a t-shirt but also a go gts live breaking mat so four winners and we haven't even we haven't even really done anything yet
1: so that's pretty cool that's awesome so go ahead and retweet the poll question we're at 208 votes right now so that'll be the first one. I'm going to draw some winners from the poll question as well. So go to Twitter.com slash GoGTSLive. It's the pinned tweet right now. Go retweet the poll question, and that's how you will enter to win that bonus giveaway. Awesome.
0: Very cool. And thanks to Miss James. All right. Let's take a look at... Uh, a plethora, if you will, of news notes and nuggets in a segment that we do every week called Hobby Happenings. Well, if you purchased any of this year's top Chrome baseball at hobby or retail, you may be wondering if you've pulled any short prints or variations. Well, Ryan Cracknell at Beckett Media put together a superb guide with all the details you need, including an image gallery of each card. However, here's just a quick reference guide for your convenience. Using the code at the bottom of the card, regular base cards end in 595 variations in 635 and SSP variations in 641. To see the regular and SP and SSP variations of all the cards,
1: visit Beckett.com. This last week, bidding for the seemingly lone surviving unopened case of 1986-87 Fleer basketball finally closed at collect auctions. Sports Collectors Daily reports that, in all, 13 different bids were placed for the case, which had a final bid of over $1.49 million. Add to that the standard 20% buyer's premium, and that pushed the realized price of this case of basketball cards with no autographs, no patches, (laughs) no silver prisms to roughly $1.79 million. To break it down a little further, that means that it comes to about $149,000 per box, a whopping $4,143 a pack sealed in the original case the buyer is known to be Thomas Fish, owner of Blowout Cards, however Fish was allegedly purchasing it on behalf of a client the new owner's name has not been immediately revealed, but Blowout has indicated to us that the case will remain unopened so it'll be exciting to see where that pops up next and in what sort of configuration, but it will remain unopened Well, the jersey
0: worn by New York Yankees legend Mickey Mantle when he drilled the next to last home run of his extraordinary career could bring a million dollars or more in Heritage Auction's Summer Platinum Night Sports Collectibles catalog auction, which runs August 29th through the 30th. Mantle's bomb into the upper deck of Detroit Tigers Stadium was remarkable for more than the fact that it was his next to last round tripper of his Hall of Fame career. Wearing the offered Mears authenticated jersey, Mantle hit his shot off of Detroit ace Denny McLean, the 24-year-old fireballer who was putting the finishing touches on one of the finest seasons in baseball history. McLean had already won his 30th game of the season, a total not reached in the 52 years since when he faced Mantle in his last game in the Motor City.
1: The journey of a card sent to PSA to be authenticated and graded should not be a mysterious one. And when the card in question is your card, a little more crystal clear understanding would probably be seen as a good thing. With that in mind, PSA recently published an article that details the multifaceted 12 step grading process that PSA uses. We highly encourage you to check out the well written guide for yourself on the PSA blog
0: this made me laugh and it truly may usher in a new segment to the show called go gts live tweet of the week collector michael mendelson aka kid mikey one on twitter posted i found this card in my rented storage place last month in a shoebox and unsleeved today i got it back from psa Last one sold on eBay for $6,800, to which Sports Collectors Daily cleverly replied, that'll cover the rent. Yeah, I'll say. Well done.
1: In some uh, hobby uh, business news, this week officials at Beckett Media made the difficult decision to reconfigure this year's industry summit from an in-person event to a virtual event. Ted Barker, summit director and co-host, announced the changes after revisiting the scheduled venue and consultation with key sponsors. Quote, After visiting Las Vegas last week, it became crystal clear that a virtual format is the best way to celebrate our industry's incredible success this year. Barker said. Safety of our attendees is our foremost priority. We are now refocused on delivering an incredible virtual industry summit October 19th through 21st.
0: Well, being able to treat trading cards as stock has been a fantasy of many collectors through the years. It has also resulted at several attempts at creating market platforms to facilitate that lofty idea. First, way back in the day, there was The Pit, which was started way back in 2000, hmm. and later sold to Tops. And interestingly enough, they're actually still around today. You can check them out at thepit.com. Well, then around 2002 came Naxcom, which primarily tried to be an alternative marketplace to ebay but also dabbled in the asset trading genre of sports cards and eventually itself became a website called sports buy well now more recently we've seen StockX and star stock well now it seems there's about to be yet another newcomer to the table, with card stock exchange, it seems the demand for such a platform remains strong amidst those with a co- with a collecting as an investment mindset. But can it really work? Darren Ravel ran an interesting poll question this past week, saying out of these three, which do you believe has the most transparent marketplace where the rules are clear and you can make money from insight that turns out to be right? Hmm. And surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, sports gambling was the overwhelming leader. So that said, can a real tangible asset trading market for sports cards one day be part of your actual mutual fund? Only time will tell
1: but it seems many people are still willing to try. In a fun hobby highlight, GTS customer Joe Davis, who runs GotBaseballcards.com and JJ's Super uh, Sports Superstore in Loganville, Georgia, was selected to represent the sports card industry uh, or category, excuse me, in eBay's 25th anniversary celebration. An avid sports card collector and longtime seller, Joe turned his childhood hobby into a flourishing business on eBay. After graduating college, Joe and a friend took a leap of faith and opened a 500 square foot card shop. A very early adopter of eBay, Davis said, eBay broadened our horizons as far as where to sell, how to sell, which opened us up to the world which we had never been able to do from our tiny 500 square foot store it not for ebay in those early years i doubt we would have made it so a big congrats to joe davis one of the nicest guys in the business still in the business watch this video oh i got one of the memorabilia cards get the blue felt jersey embedded in the card i'm joe We've got baseball cards in loganville georgia and we've been buying and selling on ebay since 1998. As a kid, my mom would incentivize me with packs of cards. And so throughout school was a straight A student and finished second in my high school class. The only person to beat me out was my girlfriend and now my wife. I always say, if you can't beat them, join them. I remember the day a customer walked in and he said, well, I've been reselling on eBay. And I'm like, what's eBay? We've developed a lot over the years. We currently have over 600,000 items listed. We do more on eBay than we do at our retail store. We get the emails that say, I've been working on this set for six
2: years and I just got the last three cards from you. Now I've finally finished my set. I cherish that because I know what they're going through. I live my dream job. I get to do it every day.
0: Very cool, congrats again, Joe. Well, sometimes on the business side of the hobby, mistakes happen. And then sometimes those mistakes turn into a criminal investigation. Well, this is the MVP trophy won by Isaiah Thomas for his performance in the 1984 NBA All-Star Game. It was a featured item in Heritage Auctions' current sales event. However, there was a problem. Thomas claims the trophy was stolen from his high school alma mater in June of last year where it had been on loan. Upon being notified Heritage Auctions' responsibly and immediately pulled the item from the auction and began communications with Thomas and local, uh, excuse me, local law enforcement. Chris Ivy Heritage's director of sports auction said heritage does not sell stolen property. So we take any claims of title seriously, even though each consigner warrants clear title when material is consigned to auction, We do have issues of title or potential stolen property come up a handful of times per year. And in those instances, we investigate to validate any claims. And if the title is in question, then the lot is removed from auction until the dispute can be settled.
1: Last week, we told you about the NHLPA's exemptions for rookie eligibility status in (laughs) 2020-21. It's going to be a fun year to talk about next year. 2020 (laughs) 21 Upper Deck NHL hockey products. The full list of eligible players for rookie status is now available for viewing on gogts.net. In previous episodes, we've informed you of the company
0: Rally Road that specializes in offering fractional shares in ultra rare assets. Well, recently rebranded to just Rally, Sports Collectors Daily is reporting that the company has partnered with Topps to procure 12 limited edition 2020 baseball factory sets, 10 of which will be sold via shares offered on the Rally platform. The other two sets will be held by Topps. Each card in the set will be stamped in foil with first edition. The sets will be available beginning at noon Eastern Time tomorrow. 10,000 shares of the sets will be offered priced at $10 each. Like all fractional share offerings, the hope is that interest in the card sets will increase over time and investors will be able to sell their shares in the sets for a profit down the road. Later in the program, we'll watch an interview that Rally co-founder Rob Petrozzo
1: gave to Yahoo Finance. What's this, Rob? A Babe Ruth signing? Well... (laughs) Not quite. However, this 1934 Babe Ruth signed Yankees contract offers something that almost no other Ruth artifact can claim. Actual period video documentation. Wow. Wow. Look at that. So, the signing was captured on film on January 15, 1934, with the camera focusing upon the signature of the early Yankee icon. The signatures of Hall of Fame owner Jacob Ruppert and Hall of Fame slugger Babe Ruth are a perfect match in the video footage and the presented document. The lofty tally of $35,000 was the highest salary in the entirety of Major League Baseball at the time, but still a bargain as it equates to just about $681,000 adjusted for inflation <laughs> in today's dollars. My question is, how much more is the contract worth today <laughs> than <laughs> yeah. the actual assets that it was uh, dictating at the time? Hopefully, it, we'll find out soon. Interesting.
0: Well, officials at the Pro Football Hall of Fame and Panini America announced a five-year extension to their long-standing partnership. Uh, The deal makes Panini the exclusive distributor of trading cards featuring players, coaches, and contributors elected as members to the Hall's enshrinement classes of 2020 through 2024. Under terms of the agreement, Panini will work with the Pro Football Hall of Fame around a number of key Hall of Fame centennial initiatives. In addition to the partnership, Panini will create a dedicated Hall of Fame logo card wall display inside the museum. I can't wait to see that. This unique exhibit will not only showcase trading cards, but provide an opportunity for fans to engage and share the special social media moments from their visit to the hall. Congratulations on a great marketing partnership, guys, and I can't wait for my next visit to the hall, which is just 20 minutes away.
1: I love it. To no one's surprise, but still very sad, organizers for the National Sports Collectors Convention 2020 announced that they have officially canceled this year's event, which was originally rescheduled to December 12th through the 16th next year's show is currently scheduled to play take place next summer in chicago fingers crossed want to see all you guys there absolutely but we're going to leave you on some good news
0: good news for collectors no i'm really serious because your trading card supply woes are about to get some major relief longtime gaming card supplier dragon shield and beckett media have partnered to form beckett shield who will be releasing a first wave of between 13 and 15 desperately needed products to the market beginning in the fourth quarter the first wave of products includes top loaders in five sizes ranging from 35 point to 130 point as well as 35 point magnetics called card armor and semi-rigids for grading submission all of which are extremely difficult to find right now as you know in addition the company will be releasing penny sleeves for standard and thick cards as well as team bags graded uh, card uh, bags and nine pocket pages However, perhaps the best news is that these supplies will be made in North America and distributed from Dallas, Texas, which should greatly ease current supply chain issues. Also, we'll be having an interview with a company representative on next week's show. And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. How about that, Ivan? You're going to be able to get 35.1 touches (laughs) Called I love Card it. Armor, I like the name.
1: Well, Very hey, if, interesting. If you can make story. it happen, if you can make it happen, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, anything you want to unpack before we dive into an unboxing segment?
1: Well, it's another thing I've seen with collectors on Twitter a lot lately. Um, so I love the kid Mikey story about finding um, in his storage locker. Going back and finding a, a Giannis rookie card, being able to get it graded and it grading a 10. Um, I know I've also seen a lot of hate from collectors recently about people making up stories like that for attention. Um, and one, I personally know Mikey. Actually, we've met him multiple times at the National. Really, really great guy. Um but the kind of guy that does spend a bit more in the hobby than I'd say the average collector. So, no, it doesn't, it doesn't actually surprise me, especially because I personally had a second-year Giannis that was in a box that I forgot about until about four months ago. I was going through some stuff, and I remembered, hey, I bought two packs of Prism that year. And it wasn't the rookie card. It was the second year. But that's a $100 card. Like, Who really remembers some of these guys when they were not a big name?
0: You know? Oh, I know. I think of all the cards that we um, packed up as just base insert and parallels that either we gave away in prize packs at the national or donated to charity, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if we got to rethink that a little bit.
1: Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> all right, so, oh. <sighs> so that one was cool. And then I'm also it's it has nothing to do with the actual story of Rally Road. Um, But I I find it really funny. This happens frequently where a company comes out with a name. Remember, they were originally for cars, old cars. So Rally Road really fit. Um, But then you also have to wonder how big and how much value did they have to get before they could buy? I'm sure someone somewhere has Rally trademarked. And so they probably actually had to like inter-negotiations for years in order to be able to call themselves Rally versus, you know, exactly Rally exactly. hamburgers or something like that.
0: So, um, but yeah, so there you go. I really liked your story on uh, Babe Ruth, too. I mean, how true is that? You know, the documented video evidence. I mean, you want to talk about provenance? Boom, there it is smacked all over
1: YouTube.
0: Hey, one pack, correct.
1: Oh man, I haven't had a heart attack like that in a while. So the tweet is already up. Twitter.com slash go GTS live. If you want a chance to win what I can confidently say is a multiple thousands dollar card. It may not be the five that it's listed for on eBay, but it's gotta be somewhere up there. I mean, go to follow us, twitter.com slash live and retweet the tweet that has the uh the link to the show and says retweet and follow or retweet and watch to enter to win again must be following on twitter as well otherwise the system won't draw the draw your name um but go do that now and then stick around you have to be watching at the end of the show in order to claim your prize
0: and just one quick reminder every winner tonight of a card also gets a card thickness point gauge and cutter courtesy of bcw so thanks again bcw all right let's hit that poll question updating our go gts live queue of the week poll is there a solution to retail hoarding? What would be the best solution? Still have 20 minutes left to vote. This thing nearly doubled since we started broadcasting, up to 315 votes now. However, the seating has not changed. Locked, like video games, at 44.4%. Limits at checkout, 327 Very restocking days, 15.6%. Other 7.3. If you were listening to our conversation about that, um, I would have voted Other based on some of the things that Ivan and I talked about. uh, And that would be manufacturers changing the packout configuration and increasing the price. Uh, All right. Well, we've already had a heck of a show and we've got a lot more great show for you left. Okay, so this week... Uh, actually, this past week, I was going to fit it in last week, but we were already jammed. Uh, I've been, I'm a huge open-wheel uh, racing fan, so I like IndyCar and love Formula One. And I, there hasn't been a real Formula One set you know, in the modern era with all the bells and whistles. Uh, the last one was a long time ago, you know, base cards, nothing fancy. Well, now... Topsa has secured a license with Formula One, and I think they paired it with the brand to use. Just take a look at this Lewis Hamilton card. They're going with the Dynasty design. One card per box, patch auto, numbered to 10 or less. They have secured the rights to every driver, like uh, Max Verstappen for for Red Bull. And... Um, everybody else not only the drivers they've also secured all of the team principles there's uh charles leclerc for ferrari how cool is that i i don't know if i want to buy a case of this a couple boxes get into breaks of this pick off singles on the secondary market of my guys but uh pretty fancy looking stuff and so, congratulations to Tops. Uh, this should be absolutely huge worldwide in Europe and Asia. Look at that. Some dual cards, teammates from Red Bull, including Albon and Verstappen. So, really well done. All stuff on card, every card a patch auto number to 10 or less. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I, I just love it because I literally, um, I have a friend who works in F1, and he told me just uh, about six weeks ago, he's like, hey, you know, start watching this. It's, uh, start paying attention. It's going to really grow in the next couple of years. They're poised for some really cool stuff. And so I started. And, uh, you know, full disclosure, I, I bought a Nikki Lauda or two and an uh, Anton Senna, Ayrton Senna? Arton? Ayrton Senna. Yeah, Senna or two. Um, myself, but uh, but I'm pretty excited to see what this product does and the conversation it generates. Well,
0: and if you're if you're at all into F1 now, you have to uh, start watching uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix. Uh, it's absolutely thrilling. It's one of the best documentaries in in sports. Period. Um, so yeah, check that out. Okay. So normally we don't do product previews like that, but man, it's been a long time since Open Wheeled Racing had a trading card product. The last one was IRL by Rittenhouse in, I think, 2007. So we will now dive into a look at next week's uh, new releases in a segment we like to call Hot in the Shop, and we kick things off with the NFL Gridiron 2020 Panini Certified NFL Football Cards. going to deliver you a... Number one, a freshman fabric signature card. Number two, an additional autograph card. Three and four hits are two memorabilia cards plus two rookies or rookie parallels and three numbered parallels in every box. So th- let's get this straight. Your box break guarantees a freshman fabric signature, two additional autos, two memorabilia cards, two rookies or rookie parallels, and three numbered parallels in every box those freshman fabric signature cards chase rookie patch autographs of the top rookies of the 2020 nfl draft class featuring jumbo jersey swatches and also look for one-on-one nfl shields team logos and nameplates. Some of the additional autograph cards, of the game, signatures, oversized patch autos, lasting impressions, a brand-new set highlighting the players that have left their mark on the NFL, mirror signatures with a deep 100-card checklist. This autograph set will have a player to collect for everyone. Uh, new in memorabilia cards is a hunt for new inserts, including scoring machines, majestic rookies, majestic stars, stat smashers. Uh, Which is a brand new SSP insert and highlights the best to ever play the game This releases next week. It'll be in stores and at your local uh, in your local hobby shop uh, Online retailer and of course all your favorite breakers. Check it out
1: I'm super excited for this next one, especially on the heels of what we were just talking about more product more shelves this week, 2020, Tops Archives Baseball comes into hobby shops, delivering two autographed cards plus one Tops nickname mini-poster. Remember, this is the nostalgia set of the baseball card calendar, bringing back popular designs from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. This year's set focuses on 1955, 1974, and 2002 for the base set across a variety of parallels as well as rare variations. Um, obviously the checklist is packed full of both great rookies, popular veterans, and rising stars and some hall of famers and greats to play the game. One of the cool, fun variations in this, in anticipation of the originally scheduled uh, game in Iowa at the Field of Dreams, there are 1989 Topps cornfield variation cards. So unfortunately that game was delayed, canceled, postponed, but very cool to see it still make its way onto cardboard. Um, Look for things like the base card red parallels on the 1974 Topps. Uh, look for 1955 tops designs. And then, of course, there are also some other cool inserts like nickname poster cards, 1990 tops rookies f- with the 2020 season rookies on the 1990 tops design, and parallels galore. Hopefully, you'll be able to find some of this and rip it with your kids, with your friends, share the hits on Twitter. Looking forward to tops archives again this year.
0: All right, next up. 2020 panini nfl 5 trading card game boosters building on the success of last year's uh, nfl trading card game panini releases a new booster configuration with six foil parallels plus four epics one legendary and one rookie in every box 24 uh packs in a box 10 cards per pack uh, plays in conjunction with the 2019 demo and starter deck, so you can continue to build your build your team. Collect and play with seven new player cards per team, including rookies like Joe Burrow, Jerry Ju- Judai, uh, Tua and many more introducing new power up cards that supercharge your players while on the field build a full lineup from your favorite franchise or mix and match to make your dream team nine playable cards and one rules card per pack again fully compatible with the 2019 NFL 5 TCG
1: sets also this week we have 2020 Leaf best of multi-sport premium edition uh, this premium edition buyback product is going to feature four cards per box notice the configuration is box purchase only uh, you're going to chase the redemption card which is good for a four box sealed case of 2019 2020 panini national treasures nba basketball cards what Yeah, so one, you're going to get a redemption, worst redemption you ever got. It's for a sealed case that I'm sure is in Leafs' possession. Um, That's usually how they do redemptions. Uh, But, hey, that's not all. Here's the question. Would you rather have that case, or would you rather have a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card, a 2000 playoff contender's Tom Brady autograph, a 1986-87 Fleer Michael Jordan and a PSA 8 A 1993 Upper Deck SP Derek Jeter BGS 9.5. Like, I haven't even mentioned the Mike Trout Rookie that's right there on the sell sheet. And plenty, plenty more in this product. Very crazy looking product. Huge chase product. Look for that in hobby shops and with breakers this week.
0: Alright, next up we hit the ice uh, with the NHL playoffs in full swing. We've got 2019-20 Upper Deck Ultimate Collection NHL Hockey Cards. Uh, One of the premium releases of the year. You're going to find one autographed rookie card or... One autographed memorabilia rookie card plus two additional autograph memorabilia or autographed memorabilia cards. And one base parallel or ultimate introduction cards in every box. So one pack, four big hits, and the 90 card ultimate introductions insert set boasts all of the top rookies in the game today. Uh, Impressive slate of low-numbered parallels, as well as the gold auto parallel featuring hard-signed autographs falling on average one in every four packs. Very cool. Ultimate Access, more dazzling imagery and hard-signed autos, and the gold patch parallel numbered to just six. Ultimate Rookies are true rookie cards featuring the top players from the 2019 class. Keep an eye out for Ultimate Rookie autograph cards numbered as low as 99. Ultimate Rookie Auto Patch Cards, number as low as 49, and Hobby Exclusive One-of-A-Kind one ones Ultimate Rookie Auto Shield Patch Cards, and the NHL Shield Patch Cards. All autographs are hard signed. Of course they are. A lot more to look for in this product. Uh, be sure to check out the full details on GoGTS.net
1: and a very fun product coming from Tops for the entertainment world this week, 2020 Tops Star Wars Authentics 8x10 Blind Packs. So here's what's cool about Tops also doing memorabilia like this. You can get a blind pack where you're gonna be able to pull an autograph from one of the top signers from the Star Wars universe uh, on an 8x10 and know that it's authentic because it's coming to you from Star Wars Authentics. Uh, each one is exclusively sequentially numbered or sorry each one includes not only an eight by ten but it also includes an exclusive sequentially numbered star wars authentics trading card along with the photograph um and the return of signers uh from the rise of skywalker and the mandalorian so if you've been waiting to get some of those mandalorian autographs um signers from the mandalorian include giancarlo esposito gina carano nick nolte Werner Herzog, and Omed Abtai. There are also some standalone su- film signers, such as Felicity Jones, uh, Alden Ehrenreich, Forrest Whitaker, Riz Ahmed, Donnie Yen. And there are some classic and prequel signers, including Harrison Ford, as well as Hayden Christensen. Uh, well, you know how I feel. Um, and the new trilogy signers, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, Domhnall Gleeson, Billy D. Williams. The list goes on and on and on. Looking very, very cool from Star Wars Authentics. 8x10 blind packs in hobby shops this next week. And that's a look at Hot in the Shop. Uh, New releases popping
0: next week in your local hobby shop. Favorite online retailer or breaker. All right. By my count, we have 16 prizes to give away tonight. Four Which means that Ivan is going to be put to work right now. But as mentioned earlier, uh, Yahoo Finance talked to Rally Road co-founder Rob Petrozo this week. In an interview. Uh, he's not only the co founder, but the chief product officer. And he talks about uh, Rally, fractional shares, this upcoming TOPS offering, and more in this interview. Check this out, and we will be back to announce the winners.
2: That's, that's, yeah, thank you for having me. That's a perfect way to put it. So, what we've done is that we have these 10 boxes of TOPS 2020 first edition Complete Sense. It's essentially their flagship product. It's foil stamped, it's the only place it exists. And what we've done is our platform really turns any of these really unique one of one tangible assets into stock. So you can buy and sell very similar to the way you buy and sell any equity. It runs through SEC process for qualification. And we take something like this, which has a $100,000 value. We break it into 10,000 shares and they're available in uh, almost like a mini IPO on our platform at $10 a share for uh, any investor who qualifies. Love the idea. But who how do you know the hundred thousand dollar value? And especially in a year where baseball is in such all all major sports in such disarray. How does that value maintain? Yeah. So it's an interesting it's interesting dynamic right now inside the collectible space as a whole. What we've seen is that there is very similar to sort of uh, with equities or with commodities. There's this this flight to best quality and to rare and to rarest and one of one. I think that, you know, what we've seen in this space is that the stars drive a lot of what's happening, whether that's on the field, off the field, whether it's part of the bigger conversation. But with baseball back and with a lot of attention on the sport, seeing where the future is going to hold for it, seeing some of these stars really start to have breakout seasons and starting to think about what the rookie class is going to be for the future. I think we have a lot of really educated investors who love sports. They love collecting and they're willing to put their money sort of where their mouth is when they say this person is going to be a star in four years or five years. Or the career of the star right now is only going to grow. I think we've seen that in the entire collecting space, particularly on rally, when we have these one of one items that we really have to price based on what the market says it should be worth. But that's part of why we do the initial offerings, part of why um, we have trading on our platform as well, so that the market can truly set the price and dictate whether or not we're correct now and correct in the future. Rob, Dan Roberts here. Uh, I know we're talking about baseball cards, but you guys got started with doing uh, fractional shares in classic cards originally called rally road. And I'm just curious in terms of kind of the the functional aspect of once you invest in a fractional share of something like a car or a baseball card, do you find that some people want to be able to see the item sometimes or display the item in their home for a while? If it's a card, I mean, maybe a lot of the buyers here, you know, it's, it's strictly as an investment, but if I were going to buy a, a share of a classic card, I'd like to be able to hang it in my home for a period of the year how do people deal with that? Do, do people have to get in touch with each other when it's, you know, six different investors own a, a stake in one thing? And then uh, how are the decisions made if someone says, OK, I think this asset has uh, accrued in value and I'd like to sell my piece. But, you know, it, how do those discussions happen if, say, let's see if we can sell the whole car to someone? Yeah, good question. And um it's been a while since we've seen each other. I really like the playoff beard you have right now. It's very on brand for the baseball season, so i got to give you credit for that. But the, uh, the way that we think about sort of the future of this space and the way we think about where this platform can go, that's kind of always an option. And we've always thought about sort of that on loan. We've thought about working with museums. we started to have those conversations now. We have a retail space here in New York on, in Soho, which as soon as the city reopens, we'll be welcoming visitors again to come by and see their investments and be a part of that IPO from the ground floor. But the way we've always looked at this is that we want to sort of work with a you know, the best suppliers and companies like tops, we want to work with best quality assets, which in this case is you know 10 cards that for each individual player that only exists here, we want to do things that complement collecting. So when it comes to owning a full piece, whether that's classic cars where we started, whether it's watches vintage handbags luxury some of the things that we're building out. We want to treat these pieces at the museum quality investments, but we always want to give access to our investors. We're always doing sort of merch and sort of meetups and sort of digital events around these items. We always encourage buying the full item. If you can afford it, if you have the means to store and maintain it correctly, absolutely. We look at this as a complement to that, where if you want to invest in, you know, a Honus Wagner card, for example, that's a six or $700,000 card on our platform. I would love to own that personally as well. But the next best thing and a way to sort of have exposure to that card, that real one-of-one is to do it through Rally and then build your collection with the cars that you really love that are more affordable at a price point that makes sense.
1: Hey, Rob, to talk about the baseball cards in particular, how is this season affecting demand for these cards? In other words, you got an unusual season, let's say that, to say the least, where you have abbreviated season, you have, you know, starting and stopping as we get coronavirus cases. Does that diminish the appeal around these?
2: Interestingly enough, at least what we've seen in the space, and this goes for all sports, I think, and especially for for collecting, is that it's increased the demand, and increased the the need for the new investor, or the collector to become educated on individual athletes and on the space as a whole. So what we've seen is that nostalgia has really sort of taken over, and that's a lot of what this platform is built on. And you have the stars that that are always going to be in the spotlight, the LeBron James and and the uh, you know and the Mike Trout, so we're always going to have that appeal whether there's a season or not because they're looking at looking at full career. But what we've also seen is that people are sort of starting to put together their own sort of education and their own timelines for individual players who they see a lot of potential for the future. And these are, you know, these are rookies. These are people who are having breakout games. They're individuals who have a small fan base. But because of the way information travels now, if somebody goes out and hits for a cycle today and it's a name that no one's ever heard of before, we're seeing their cards and their memorabilia and collectibles really pop the next day on eBay and some of the marketplaces that exist as peer-to-peer right now, and we're always trying to sort of be part of that education cycle and be part of that cycle of, of really understanding where this game is going, whether the game's actually being played or whether we're thinking about later this season or next season and really get ahead of some of these trends before they, before they come to the forefront. But we're seeing a lot of like really, really educated, even 12, 13, 14-year-olds really understand this game and understand what the potential appreciation is for their favorite players who might be a little bit under the radar right now and might not be getting as much face time on TV as they would have if it was last season or potentially next season. Rob, what do you uh, do about baseball's popularity, right? Uh, we, we all know that it's been falling from its highs. Uh, football is there. Basketball is is continuing to do well. And the stars aren't really marketed well uh, in baseball versus the, the competing sports. I mean, Mike Trout is one of the, you know, a, a once in a, play, a lifetime uh, player, but he doesn't get as much attention as someone like a LeBron James. How do you kind of square that with the, the pricing for these kinds of commodities. Yeah, it's a great question. I think that the way that we see sort of baseball in particular is that, and tops has done a great job with this as well, is that there's a new generation who really values the tangible piece of this game, and whether that's the baseball cards or it's the collectibles that go with it, or it's some of the digital things that are being done. Topps, 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 Topps with. Um, and, generation to appreciate the tangible pieces that come with it, whether that's bringing up <laughs> <art, laughs> whether it's companies like ours, <laughs> and bringing that to a new generation of who maybe thinks about this just as much as a financial instrument as they do of collecting the actual tangible piece of the game as a whole and try and get ahead of that in a way that, you know, baseball doesn't necessarily live in the same sort of television world as basketball it doesn't have the same sort of five on five action and, and gameplay that goes with it. But I think that what the MLB is doing in really making initiative to go digital in a lot of different ways right now and the way that the collectible space is kind of followed with baseball is going to help sort of pivot a lot of what they've been doing with the someone my generation, the 37-year-old who, you know, loved baseball as a kid and collected cards. I'm now getting back into it, as a lot of my friends are, and this 12- and 13-year-old getting back into the collecting space as sort of their entry back into baseball into following their players and getting into fantasy and doing the things that, football and, and the NBA for the last decade have done really successfully. I think the MLB is, is starting to do a lot more and the companies around them are doing a lot more to push that narrative with that younger generation. Right. Rob, thank you so much. Standards. Good to see Rob Petrozzo is Rally exist. co-founder and, and chief product. All right. Really we are trans-
0: back. Uh, pretty interesting interview, right? Uh, real intelligent, uh, likable guy. Uh, so good luck to him. We'll see what happens with those um, 10 tops. 2020 first edition factory sets all right <clears throat> excuse me ivan i got 16 winners
1: yes you do i've sorry i don't know why i'm getting feedback nothing's going on um can you hear me clear yeah check, check, check. one two three am i bouncing okay because i've got a lot of information to give to people if you're watching the show you want to listen because now is the time We've got 16 winners, as Rob stated. Starting off with uh, Swag Packs, Mickey James Autos, some BCW awesome card sorting trays, the Gold Standard Hits, the Chronicles Hits, and that incredible Black Box Zion, numbered to 49 from Chronicles. So that being said, if you're tuning in for the first time or the hundredth time, Heck, we've done even more episodes than just 100, I believe. Um, you need to know how to claim your prize. You have to have been watching. You have to have followed us on Twitter. And you have to have retweeted the tweets that applied. And the winner was drawn from those. If you hear your Twitter name called, you are going to have to email us. Live at GoGTS.net. Name of the show, GoGTSLive at the website goGTS.net. email us your name your twitter handle your mailing address it's not magic we do have to know that in order to get it to you and what you want to help us align things easily and the fifth and uh, yeah yeah just do that all right so we're going to start off obviously we're going to save the black box zion for the very last one so, stick around. But first off, two lucky winners of Go GTS Live swag packs, which are also going to get some extra BCW uh, tools of the hobby, so to speak. Uh, the first one is at Meloncheck. Congratulations, at Meloncheck. Uh, sad to not see you at the National, but happy to see that you're still watching the show. The second one is BN9700. BN9700. Uh, I love what Pitbull0422 just said in chat, which is, "I need that Acres." I like your vision. Who cares about the Zion? Give me the Acres, one on uh, That said, we're not there yet. First, uh, next up, we've got a couple of Mickey James autographs. Thank you again to Mickey James for the great interview she did for us a few weeks back, and then for sending these after the fact. Uh, you can find those on YouTube. Go GTS Live, Mickey James. Uh, the winners are the Sandlot Gang. Congratulations, Sandlot Gang. And Movie Fan 91. Movie Fan 91. Send those to us. Um, next up from BCW, we've got two different boxes of two of their sorting trays, uh, as well as a whole bunch of other fun goodies the box cutters and the uh, thickness gauges. Those are going to DPW333, DPW333. Next up is uh, at methodical794, at methodical794. So congratulations both of you. And then the Walker Bueller Rookie Clearly Authentic Autograph, which came from BCW as well, is going to at vileswk. At vile swk congratulations alright a little football action actually some big football action a hall of famer and then a rookie one of one with some other guys for uh, that green team up north sprinkled in there Uh, let's start there with the Aaron Rodgers dual relic Uh, that's going to Scott Markman congratulations Scott Markman then the Aussie Newsom autograph is going to at 859BSM at 859-BSM. Congratulations on that Ozzy Newsome Hall of Fame autograph from Gold Standard. And then the Cam Acres one of one is going to M. Balsley. Uh, I thought there was going to be a number. M. Balsley. M-B-A-L-S-L-E-Y. You won the Cam Acres one of one. Congratulations. And now from Chronicles the Nas Reed autograph is going to at PVW1018, 1018, PVW1018. 1018. Congratulations on the Nas Reed autograph. The uh, Mifundu Kabingla autograph. I apologize to you, sir, wherever you are, for butchering your name. Um, but uh, the autograph is going to Panda Bear Bechtel. Congratulations, Panda Bear Bechtel. The Luca Pink. Hometown Heroes is going to New York loves D Dub. Congratulations, Claudia! New York loves D Dub. Next up, the Zion Threads goes to Nick Ravel three one seven. Nick Ravel three one seven. We're getting there. That's the Zion Threads. Next up is the Jaw Luminance. Love this card. That's going to at Waxtopia. Oh, it's coming down to it. I see the suspense building. The drum roll is in my head. The Black Box Zion Williamson, number 21 out of 49, is going to KRSP70. KRSP70. Congratulations, KRSP70. I do like seeing all the winners that are excited there in the chat too. It's fun seeing Waxtopia's response, uh, Matt Balsley, so on and so forth. But the big winner, KRSP70, congratulations on winning the Black Box Zion. So again, all winners need to email us gogtslive at gogts.net with your name, your mailing address, what you won, and your Twitter handle. And we'll get those prizes out. Hey, just a reminder, too, um, we ship those (coughs) prizes. Costs us a little money. If you're watching via Twitch and you're with Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free with your Amazon Prime account. And that gives us $2 a month. um, So it offsets half of a shipping cost for one item. (laughs) Um, But it helps. Every bit helps. Um, So we really definitely appreciate that. It all adds up. If you're watching on Twitch and you have the ability, hit that sub button. You can do it if, for free with Amazon or, you know, if you like us and want to sub. Hey, SW Vile just subbed. Thank you so much. I'm guessing that you might be the other. It was spelled the other way. But um, uh, Keb62980 wants to know, how can I get a keychain cutter? Well, I think that you've got more than you're sending out this week, right, Rob? So maybe watch again next week and we might give some away with next week's prizes. Yeah, why not? So All right. So here's the deal. One
0: other thing we want you to do. Ivan does such a great job uh, of that. One more thing. Hey, go download our brand new app at the Android store on Google Play. And don't worry, iPhone users. It's much more complicated to launch an Apple app, and we're in the process of that. But uh, go download that app uh, on Google Play. Uh, Let's see no programming notes special thanks to mickey james for following through on her promise to send us some autograph photos special thanks to ted and ken over at bcw that was a really special opportunity um yeah i thought it was neat just reading about it when i got the solicitation material i didn't think i was actually going to be able to get my hands on it let alone be able to get some into your hands so that's really cool sure to thank them on social um james gale behind the scenes always doing a great job ivan what a pro you are dude but uh i think that's going to do it for now we will be back next week with a brand new episode of go gts live the hobbies web show So for Ivan and James, I'm Rob Bertrand. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. And you know what to be doing. Always be collecting. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.